0: In this edition of In the Trenches with Dave Lapman, brought to you by First Our Logistics, as always in our phenomenal studios, we catch up with Phil Sims. And we talk about Super Bowl 58. Of course, Phil was part of CBS's uh, coverage of the Super Bowl and did a phenomenal job at, at many levels, as he always does. We talk about the Super Bowl and we also talk about the quarterback play in the Super Bowl. And nobody does it better than Phil Sims. This guy knows his football. Great player an incredible broadcast talent. What well, did you make an outstanding decision today to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham brought to you by first star logistics as always coming to you from our studios that we so greatly appreciate because we have an unbelievably special guest. And that is none other than the great Phil. Okay. Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. If I'm talking can, about not just great player, not uh, just all-of-fan caliber player. I'm talking broadcaster. I'm talking human being. I'm uh, talking every category there is. Phil Sims is great. You are the you, man. You know what it is, Dave? You just don't know me well enough. Already, otherwise, you wouldn't
1: say all that. You know. So I'm looking at here, the screen I'm on in the trenches. And, yes. you know, I'm I'm going to have to have your autograph analyzed and see what it says. I like this. It's interesting. It's very neat, and I can read it, which yeah. tells me something good. That, <laughs> but you ever had your uh, autograph um, analyzed? I haven't. I haven't had yeah, my Don't running. do it. It's, it's no. frightening. Is that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Yeah, it was frightening. Somebody did it to me once. I said, oh, I think that is me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like reading your horoscope, but oh, well. It's cool to you, man. It's good. Great
0: to talk to you. Great to see you. and, and I'll tell you what, you're outstanding. Um CBS's coverage of the Super Bowl was phenomenal and you're mm-hmm. outstanding Phil and uh it, tell us now that you've had time to reflect on what you saw, what are your what what are some of the things you take from that Super Bowl uh that we just witnessed Super Bowl 58.
1: Well, you know, we were challenged doing the show for real just because of lack of technology and certain things and, and and I hate to say it this way but when you do the pregame show and you're doing all this stuff and then watching the game is really hard to even. So you don't have the feel that you have like during a season or some, the other playoff games, cause it's a standalone one, but you know, technology, everything in the stadium space, you name it, it's all a problem. So that, you know, I'm, I'm still not happy about it. Just that some of the things I thought before the game, This was my first thought, getting ready for the Super Bowl. I had two weeks, so by the time three days are over, you're bored with one game because you've already got so much information. But I thought this, if San Francisco's defense wasn't aggressive, that Patrick Mahomes would tear them up. And the three times I thought they got way too conservative, the end of the first half, the end of regulation, and in overtime. You gave up, you gave Patrick Mahomes – absolute knockdown, 100% completions because you dropped back. You didn't want to give up the big play. And, of course, we've seen it. Mahomes has been very good at delegating over the last five games and throwing it short and whatever. And, you know, as a quarterback, even as an offensive lineman, you get to do a couple drops, and you know the quarterback's getting rid of the football in about two seconds, and you got a feel for what's going on. You're in rhythm. The defense tires out or whatever. And that, that would be my first drawback for the 49ers, just that way. They did blitz some, but their blitzes, you know, I, I'm I'm not picking on Steve Wilkes or anything like that, but they were automatic. In other words, they lined up and you just go 100% blitz. Yeah. It, so, you know, it was easy for Mahomes in that respect and and easy for me to say, but that was my first big thought about the game, and it kind of played out. So you got that pre-snap read, like, boom, you're like, oh, here he comes. Oh, it, it was automatic. The pre-snap yeah. reads yeah. were automatic. And if it was man-to-man, they, and I will say this, too. We talk about Patrick Mahomes. It's great. He is a great player, one of the greatest ever. But Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, listen, it's like when they were blitzing, I didn't see checks much, maybe one or two times, but they had the man-to-man beaters up there. Yeah. And it just it was it was, it's timing. Whatever you want to say, but they had a great feel for what San Francisco was doing. And hey, still, I, I know I'm all over the place. San Francisco had 15 chances to win the game, and they didn't. Yeah, and so we got what the finish is. That's all what everybody cares about.
0: Uh, and my my first reaction was, you know, watching in the trenches, how the hell do you oh, not have four hands and and. Uh, multiple eyeballs on chris jones how, how do you blow it where chris jones is unblocked through awesome of the quarterback. Game. i mean it's it's unbelievable not just singling him up but leaving him unblocked because of assignment mistakes or whatever i i can't fathom that that you've got one of the best if not the best defensive player in all of football and you're letting that guy run to the quarterback unblocked i mean more than like you say more than once it's like man what, what yeah. was going on there and I, I guess, you know, Steve Spagnuolo did a good job of confusing uh, the blocking patterns that the 49ers were doing. But, I mean, singling him up, you're rolling the dice. But to let him just run at the quarterback like that, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, man, that's that just can't happen in, the, in a game like that. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, well, the one play you're talking about was down, on I think, on the four or five-yard line somewhere yep. in there. And both receivers were wide open for a touchdown. I mean, like. Yep. Drop ticket, throw it left-handed, touchdowns for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the pass protection was blown by the right guard. He yep. was the backup. And uh, I think it was him that said it. He woke up and he sees his phone on Monday morning goes, oh, my God, everybody's getting on me. And mm-hmm. But I'm, it's not funny. But that's all, right. all it was. If they don't blow that assignment, I'm telling you, both wide receivers, you probably saw it on replays. And all that they not not only they open they're wide open can't miss throws so there, there's the Super Bowl for you. Every year we see things in the Super Bowl. Chicago Bears playing Indianapolis Colts. Chicago Bears when they were in the Super Bowl down in Miami they played cover two 99 percent of the time on defense. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're playing cover two and one of the safeties decides to go way up and be like play the line of scrimmage and they blow the coverage. How can you do that? when that's all you basically do, and what does Peyton do? He sees it, and Lobs went out there for you know, a long touchdown. It was a big difference in the game, so it's crazy.
0: So you have Mahomes uh, throwing the football for 333 yards, but then he, he rushes. He's the leading rusher, 66 yeah. yards uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, 399 yards offense, uh, the fact that he was hurting them with his feet and a throwing arm like he did, I mean – how good a how good a Super Bowl did this quarterback play? It was really good when it counted. Right. Um, overall, I mean, think
1: about the game. I, I'm this is off the top of my head. I was thinking about it a few minutes ago. I think he threw basically three passes down the field in the whole game. Uh, it was all underneath. I thought both quarterbacks were very conservative early in the game, and I understand it now in this day and age. The way we just analyze the quarterbacks to death. You can't help but be very conservative early just because that mistake can maybe ruin the rhythm of the team, but also can get in your head, Dave. For the Super Bowl, we're more than any other game now, it's crazy. Just think how much we analyze it during the year. What are we going to say in the Super Bowl if you make a mistake early in the game? Right. So, but Mahomes, the difference is his running in the game when it really counted. He did that. And of course, the other one was the play calling. I thought their play calling as the game went along really was on top of everything. And a good example is that touchdown drive. The the McCole Hardman touchdown going across, stopping, coming back. Well, they didn't make the adjustment on defense. Really, that's a pretty easy adjustment. But I'm sure the moment, the nerves and all that, uh, they didn't nobody covered him and he was in there for the touchdown. So it, it was it was really good by Mahomes, but it wasn't great. But it was great because of the situation. You know, I, it's overtime. We got to get a touchdown to win it. All that, and uh, honestly, they, they
0: did it pretty pretty easily. That that sums it up in 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 my estimation in a in a nutshell, right there. What you're just saying, Phil, because in in my mind, the Super Bowl was like, eh, like three quarters. Yeah. Before. Fourth quarter in overtime—it had my yeah. attention. Now, fourth yeah. quarter in overtime, some stuff was going down, and uh, um, you know, it's—it's—it's. It's, 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 well, let it's, me let me
1: let me say this, Dave, and you tell me—you follow yeah. it all—and just think about when they got embarrassed by the Raiders on Christmas Day. I think it was. Yep. I mean, they yep. got embarrassed in every way you could possibly do it. Mahomes right. had maybe the worst game of his career. But what happened after it, Andy Reid said it many times, and I talk about it every single week after that, they changed. They yeah. started Mahomes, stood in the pocket, made quicker decisions, I wasn't moving you know, on every play looking for the big play. And the offense, hey, they were more patient, ran the ball. And the biggest thing is so many things to talk about. But maybe the biggest thing is their defense put them in position and made it viable for them to play a certain way because of how they were playing. And those last, you know, the biggest game of all, how about that game in Baltimore? That was a knockdown, drag out fist yeah. fight. Yeah, it was. It Kansas was. City was determined to show them we can play this way too. No and doubt. Yeah. So that was, it's a, you know, Kansas City did you on the run, on the fly, whatever you want to say it, they make the adjustment. You and I talked about it, I think, against the Bengals. Yep. That was when it started and they followed it all the way through the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they, I mean to to go on the road and do what they did, you know, having to be the road team was uh was pretty impressive because Patrick Mahomes had the luxury of uh, always playing at home, yeah. but did yeah. they, he, he turned that warm. The thing that, that shocked me though, Phil, is um the the overtime. The players, right. the 49er players not having any clue about the overtime rule. Now I can understand the chief, the Chiefs were involved in a game where they changed the rule, you know, against the Buffalo yes. Bills because they score and the Bills never get the football. And it's like, Oh, we got to change this. So they're acutely aware of what's going on. And Andy Reid probably reviewed it very uh, often with his, with his team, but to, to not have reviewed it at all with the players. I mean, to have a, a, a use check Harvard, you know, it's like, we didn't yeah. know that if they, if we scored a touchdown, we thought the game was over, I, I was like stunned to hear guys say that. in the news after the game, it, it was, it was shocking to me.
1: Yeah, it was tough. You know, it, it really was. The fact that, you know, I don't know, Dave would not think about it. Would it have changed the way you played as a player? Right. That, that's my biggest thing. And, and uh, you know, look, I know Kyle Shanahan. I know him really well and all that. Uh, them taking the football and everybody, it's it's a big deal. I would have kicked off. I would have at least give me that extra down on our offense against that defense Yep. If we need to, we can use all four downs. They came in handy for Kansas City. But um, you know, that's just me. And that's what I think most people felt. Kick off and determine where you're at and then go from there. Yep. But they decided and he talked about it openly. Analytics says the third possession, you win. And um, so that that's it, yeah, that that's gonna be up to debate for a long time. And it's
0: not gonna be favorable to the San Francisco 49ers, that's for sure. Rock Purdy, 255 yards passing, touchdown pass, no interceptions. Um, how do you think he handled, you know, the pressure cooker of a Super Bowl? How do you think he played? I think he played okay, okay plus, not great,
1: good. You know, yeah, he didn't turn it over. Um, I thought there were, you know, I'm this is me being very critical and, and really focused. I thought there's three or four plays that were put in and called to do a certain thing and he didn't look at that guy sometimes. And that's where, Oh man, I know like they had one play. I, I could be wrong. And I'm sure somebody knows more than me about this. Christian McCaffrey got in a really funny formation in the backfield. And if I was on defense, you go, Oh, that's different. So they set it up and they did it. And a couple of plays later, they did it again and they got what they wanted. And I forgot which linebacker he was against. He went out and gave him a little quick move, running right at him. And I think it's going to be a huge play. Uh, but Brock Purdy did complete the pass to an end cut. I forgot who that was to, too. Trying to think, it could have been. Well, it doesn't matter who it was, the receiver. Too. But there were a couple of plays like that. Right. Long one down the field that was broke up by Lajarius Sneed. You know, it, if he just got rid of the football in time, I think it's going to be a touchdown. And then, unfortunately, your man. Remember Chris Jones planted his helmet right in Brock Purdy's chest, and Brock Purdy missed Debo Samuel down the sideline for a touchdown, too. So yeah. there that's just a couple that come to my mind. And of course, you talked about it at the start of the game, uh, the show. Unblocked Chris Jones. Yeah. Two guys wide open for a touchdown and not able to throw the ball because a damn Chris Jones, you know more than me, because you had to block guys like this, but he seems to get. More athletic as time goes on. He's really a. I think that goes. He's so mobile and so limber. I mean, he's he's like a. I don't know what to say. I'm trying to make a say a word that is um describes it and doesn't make people mad. He's yeah. like Gumby or something. I don't know. You know, he's just limber as hell,
0: and he uses it. And he's just a great athlete. That's exactly what I was going to say, Phil. He's Gumby that can bench 500. It's like what <laughs> the hell. What do you do with that? I mean, you know, it's like, come on, man. It's like he is so so powerful, so explosive. It's like, man, do I set strong for him? Okay, he'll equip me. Do I set so oh man, here he comes in the bowl? And he, yeah. he has a good feel for you know, reading the guy's weight distribution, all that sort of thing, man. I mean, he's he is a problem. That's why I couldn't believe that in my mind, if I'm an offensive line coach, I make sure that <clears throat> I'm putting I'm putting two bodies in that dude, man.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, and since you're right, and and, and I would, I kind of go in this too. You, you want to double team him. You want to use your back every now and then to help yeah. out stuff like that. And I, and you know, I say this is a tremendous compliment. Chris Jones knows when to turn it on. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's and, and, and look, it, it's I, it, he's there. He's not going to go all out sometimes, and uh, you know, I I don't think. Uh-huh. But when the moment's big, look out. Yeah. And um, he proved it – you know, he proves it all during playoffs, every game, and he just knows when to turn it on. And, man, is he – hey, he's one of the top defensive players in the NFL. We don't talk about that enough, but, man, he deserves a lot of credit.
0: And he's a big guy that can go inside or outside, which is – He is. is, He's he's a freak. freak. He really is. I mean, a free agent. you got to figure – I mean, Kansas City's going to try to figure something out, but, I mean, uh, it is crazy. Dave, wait, Dave. Would you –
1: would you go to another team if you're Chris Jones?
0: I not, just can't imagine. Not 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 if not if it's even within the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Just I put, mean, if
1: I'm another team, I wouldn't even make a bid because you're not going to get him because they're going to find a way to keep him. He's a cornerstone of that team, just yeah. like Mahomes and Kelsey and whoever else you want to pick out. You right. you take right. Chris
0: Jones off that team, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Agreed. You know? so, agreed. Absolutely yeah. agreed. So quarterback play overall in the National Football League, Phil, last year. I know you haven't had time to review everything and every game and all that, but during the course of the season, what was your – and as the season concluded in the Super Bowl and everything, what, what was your overall opinion of quarterback play in the National Football League in 2023 and 2024? You know, listen, if some,
1: a couple guys like Joe Burrow, if they stay healthy and all that, I, I mean, I think quarterback play is ridiculous. It's off the charts good. I mean, we, we just – Take for granted. I know the game has changed tremendously. I'm watching young quarterbacks now in college, and I'm actually grading them—or not grading them. I don't do that, but looking at more of the short passing game than I am the downfield because the NFL—it's pick, 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 then go for the shot, and that's what the league has turned into. And you got to be a machine throwing the routine throws. You just can't miss any of them. And but the offenses have gotten better. But I think overall quarterback talent, the play, and Whatever else you want to say, it's the best I've ever seen in the NFL, and, and and it all comes down to this too. I don't care how talented you are; you need help. Yep. We need the coordinator. We need to play calls, to play designs, and we need people around us. That's and to judge it any other way, you know. I I didn't expect a Bryce Young to be the best quarterback or have a great year at Carolina. I mean, I knew where they were at, and um, I didn't. Of course, I didn't expect C.J. Stroud to be. So damn good. I right. did you see him in the NBA celebrity game? Yeah. Wow. Dude can ball, man.
0: I mean, he's man. an athlete.
1: he's an athlete. Hey, you know, and I didn't see this at Ohio State, but it didn't deter me what I thought about him. I had I, I thought greatly of I him. Mean, I thought he was the best quarterback coming out last year, but man, he showed athletic ability with Houston that I didn't really recognize. It was so clever and quick. And then yeah. when I saw the All Star game, I go, now it really makes sense. Uh, he can this. He's that guy. He's Joe Burrow, you know. he is. He that's is.
0: He is. He, he's a hell of a baseball player too. A three sport guy like Joe. You're right. Joe Burrow. Same thing in in high school. Dominated. You know, all three sports. It's uh, it, it is crazy. Quarterback. just you
1: know, I, 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 I just give you a little thing. Once yeah. I'm not. I won't tell you the names. There was a quarterback. Well, Sims off- too, by the way. High school, stud. multiple sport, high school stud, Phil Sims. Well, yeah, back then, you know, that's that was a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> so it was great, but. A coordinator. There was a draft coming up, and they had this guy they were going to take in the first round. They ended up taking him in the first round. I I don't want to say his name. Yeah. But they went around the table, first round, first round. Everybody, yeah, yeah, we got to take him first round, first round. They come to the coordinator. He goes, I don't even want him as a free agent. And everybody's like, what? And he goes, Listen, he was terrible at basketball. He makes only a few good throws a game. Uh, He can't play golf. And he just went on and on. He goes, What quarterback can't do these things? <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. The, yeah. the guy was a first round pick and he was awful. He just had no chance. But it that is kind of true. I mean, I played golf when I was playing with all the quarterbacks. I mean, hell, it was everybody was hitting the ball out of sight. That's what it was. And just you just can play, you can shoot. You're the shortstop on the baseball team. Oh, you want me to pitch coach? I'll be the catcher. That's what – you know, there was a time when you were playing, probably I'd I'd say 90% of the quarterbacks in the league
0: were baseball, football, even basketball players. Right on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody was. You're right. And it it was encouraged back then. Instead of, uh, you know, specialization, it was like go improve your skill set. Do as many things athletically as you possibly can. Make yourself better. I mean – it, it, it's changed so dramatically that way, man.
1: Yeah, it has. And it's, uh, hey, look, playing multiple sports, whatever. The, baseball was our big thing in my family, and and I loved it. I didn't like baseball. I loved it. And, uh, man, I couldn't wait for baseball season every year. Yeah. I know it was in Louisville, Kentucky. The only thing that was bad about high school baseball, man, we played a lot of cold games. <laughs> <laughs> Wind, cold, spit
0: and rain. It just, oh, it was awful i hear you i hear yeah, you you know, you know the feeling okay so everybody's everybody's looking for the quarterback college football you know people are oh. saying oh there's gonna there's five six quarterbacks are gonna be in the first round and, and i know it's in the early stages and i know you're um in in the process of evaluating these guys and studying tape what do you think about the quarterback crop this year and is it overblown to say oh a half dozen guys will be first round draft picks
1: I, I would be very surprised if a half dozen went in the first round. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of quality. I think we're looking at, you, you know, I, I won't get into the names really yet, but we'll just say J.J. McCarthy. I wasn't, I watched him play and they're on TV all the time. And that I went, okay, he's still raw. He needs another year, but I understand why he came out. It's hot. It's a good time for him to come out. They win the national championship game. Michigan, I don't know how many guys are going to lose. I've heard they could have. Like ha- three quarters of the team can be drafted. Uh, so, but just watching him, I, I was like, "Oh boy!" I, I was watching this morning, and I go, "Ooh, this is better than I expected." Hmm. Really good arm, and he really the the he only has one speed, and that's fastball down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. every throw he throws screen passes. I'm telling you, he smokes them out there. So. But that, that's kind of a good example. As I watch it, I just go, oh, he's caught me off guard. Uh, he's raw, but I can see starter NFL talent without question. But is that right away? And the answer there would be, for me, there's just no way he would be the first-round pick and be the starter right away. I just don't see that. He needs more throws. You know, you that's these college teams, Joe Burrow. He's at, you know, down there at LSU. Look at all the throws, all the experience, and that translated really fast to the NFL. Right. So that would just be one. I would see J.J. McCarthy, maybe if somebody had a second, uh, two first rounders late in the first round or move up somewhere taking him. But realistically, I, I would just guess right now it's early. Second round, you know, and I think there's going to be a pretty good crop there where you can get a guy one day that can be the starter, but he has no chance of being starter day one. That makes sense
0: absolutely absolutely
1: yeah. and I, you know i see that you know it, it, with what else you're going to push on tv if you're espn the nfl network and all that quarterback 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 sure you know, who's going where justin fields is going here this is so uh it, it it brings more attention to the game and to the draft and everything that's involved because hyping the quarterbacks is what people want to hear
0: Trades are so hard to get done. I mean, it takes two to tango. You know, we, we all know that. Do you think that potentially one of these trade uh, for quarterback possibilities may come to fruition? And um, if so, do you have a feel for which one might be? Well, I think it's a given.
1: Justin Fields will not be back to Chicago now. I mean, he yeah. he took him, what, Instagram? Is that what it was on? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I got to get into this. I actually been watching Instagram for the last week. I've never done it in my life. And I'm going, yeah, this is addicting. <laughs> you know, guys doing whatever, it's it's everything. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, Justin Fields is going to move. The question is where? Yeah. And then there's always talk that somebody can move out. That's the big talk. New England's got the third pick. Will they take a quarterback or move out? All that. And, you know, I, I believe this. I listen to a lot of smart football people and coaches. And they all say the same thing, but I think it's, I understand it, but it's not reality now. You need to build the team inside out, and then we get the quarterback. Well, by the time you build it inside out and your quarterback's not the guy or whatever, you're fired. Uh, right. <laughs> you, you know, you know that now. So you got to go out there and get the quarterback, even though your team is not ready to support him, but we got to do it. Yeah. And if you, what it does, the offensive coordinator and the head coach, they got to be creative and understand the positions they're in, and some of these guys will be ready to be starters first day, but to really help them out with all that. And one thing I see in college football, and I say it every year probably, there's a lot of bad offensive designs out there, Dave, a lot. As I look at it and I go, wow, this." I've even written it down twice already. This offense is awful. <laughs> it has no correlation to NFL football, but I do like the quarterback's talent a lot. Yeah. Yeah, So you, it's not what we think there's the creativity in college football. And I understand lack of time, young kids, all that, but man, just helping the quarterback out. It's just like, it's, it's just not enough. That's for sure.
0: You've hit on a thing that I think is so uh, vitally important, not the quarterback position, obviously first and foremost, but other, other uh, guys too. If you get stuck with a, with a coach that has got a horrible system and he's not a very good coach, but you're a pretty good talent, you can, it can really hurt you. I mean, there's no question about it. And that, that to me is, is the, is the biggest thing in trying to identify who's draft worthy at what round and everything, because I mean, man, if you're fortunate enough to be in the right environment, it's like, you know what, maybe the environment has elevated this guy's talent level and this poor guy is in a crap hole and he's pretty damn good. And and figuring that out is the toughest thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is, and it's just this way. And you know, th- this is how I do it. And I, you know, nobody else. I'm, I'm sure they go, well, feels wrong, and I don't care. Say it. Let's, let's <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to telling the truth what yep. I see, and I'm going to really put the work in because I don't want to do a disservice to any of the players. Yeah, but so true. I judge the quarterback. I'm looking at him and the circumstances he's under. I just. I can honestly tell you this. I don't know and won't look at their numbers, how, Oh, their touchdown interception ratio, I, none of that completion percentage. I don't even care what the record of the team is. I, I just don't do it. I watch games after I kind of study them. I'll watch a few games to see the rhythm of the game and see what, you know, get the feel that way. But the rest of it, you said it all. Uh, Give me some average talent and a badly designed offense, and I'm telling you what I—you can take any good quarterback. We can take Patrick Mahomes and make it look pretty ordinary. So look—I'll give you one good example right there in Cincinnati. Look at Joe Burrow's offense at LSU his junior year. I liked it, him a lot. I said, "Man, this offense is—it's day one installation even in college." Right. Look, look what happens when they open it up. Then his talent. Oh. Hell, even I was so sort of shocked. I was like, "Damn, his talent's much more than I thought it was." And right. I think that's still true in today's game with these college kids too. So you got to be careful how you judge it, and don't just do it on numbers, their stats. Oh, when he throws deep crossers, he's eighty-seven percent. Okay, I don't know. So that's just that's just the way I do it, and um, I like it. And until it proves me dramatically wrong with
0: a bunch of them, then I won't change. And people, uh, people are very interested in your perspective and what you have to say about it. There's no question about it, Phil Sims.
1: Yeah, I'm like you. I'm learning. I'm going to do a podcast. You know, I'm doing a podcast with my young son, and you know, we were talking a little this morning. I said, "Yeah, man, I know you got a big mouth, son. <laughs> so I know you'll tell the truth." But I, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to really just giving my opinion. This will be the first time I'm going to probably, you know, I don't want to get into that. Oh, who's number one? The rating? Where they go in the draft? I'm just. I'm really looking forward to doing this with the, all the positions, uh, right. but more with the quarterbacks than any other one. And um, just trying to tell the truth and analyze it as good as I can.
0: Is it too early? Have you gotten into looking at uh, other guy like Bowers, the tight end? Uh, from no. Georgia?
1: Okay. No, so- it's just, man, I took, I tried to take last week off because yeah. of the right. Vegas, the season. I'm not going to be honest too. Man, if I had to watch any more film on NFL football, I <laughs> <laughs> it's gotcha. You, got you know it. what I mean? You, hey, you're, oh, yeah. Hey, you some days I sit there and go, Oh, I don't know if I can. I just <laughs> let me get up. <laughs> Your eyeballs turn into lenses, man. It's like, what oh, it just, it's it's amazing? It is. But that's the season. And you know, you it's like playing. You don't realize how exhausted you are, right? When you were playing until the year was over, and you went, Oh my God.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm out. And it's uh so recovering, even doing this job we do. Uh, it's, a, it's a big thing for me, and I took, I, I'm, I'm rested up, I'm ready to go, and it's a new challenge with the college football, that's for sure.
0: No doubt. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First our Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.